Welcome to the Nourish Wrap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back everybody to episode 9 of The Nourished Wrap and a continuation of our um, episodes focusing on paddock to plate. So we're interviewing people who are involved with um, getting our food you know, from its raw state literally onto the plate as we yeah, eat it. Yeah, just people in our food industry. Yeah. So we've got Lisa here today, a dear friend of ours and the... Uh, head chef of Make Peace Island in Noosa, which um, is partially owned by Richard Branson. Is that right, Lisa? That's correct. We have three owners currently. Yes. Um, so we're very excited to have her on the show because she has a wealth of knowledge with food and especially whole food. So and she cooks amazing she food. She cooks amazing food, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Lisa, let's get started and Let's just um, get a little bit of background about um, you and how you became a chef and what your passions are with uh, being a chef. Um, so I started down in Tasmania at a little um, little seaside town called Bridport and luckily enough down there in a small country town, all your meat's all, always pretty much free range. So you buy off the local farmers at the butchers, um, everything's farmed really close by, there's dairies out there as well. Um, there's a lot of small um, dairies in and around Tasmania, as I'm sure everybody's aware of, wineries. So everything's, every all the good stuff comes from Tassie. So I guess I got a really good start down there um, with all that great produce and all those free-range eggs and um, organic grass-fed beef, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then moved up to the sunny coast and started work at Hastings Street and then luckily enough moved over to Make Peace Island where I've had an awesome development in career and... I've been here for four years and all the owners want to use all the um, top quality organic grass-fed produce. They're all really passionate about health and our environment. So I was extremely lucky to be involved with health and nutrition a little bit through you girls and through my wife, Emma. So it's developed into something more serious that I look at, you know, more, more frequently now. It's yeah. It's I love your story because um, we've spoken about it before. You like your style of cooking has changed a lot. So I would love an insight into that because um, obviously you just said you learn a lot from Emma and obviously being on the island. But what what has really what was that big shift for you for starting to use nutritious and quality ingredients? Um, I think definitely coming to make peace. Um, because the clientele are a lot more exclusive, they've, they've travelled the world, they're, they're financially secure so they don't have to worry about um, you know, buying the cheaper quality because they can't afford to, to buy the organic meats or fruit and veg. That's not a problem to them. So that was a big change for me to start working here and then also working with a lot of people with a lot of dietaries as well. So not only gluten-free but celiac. So um, dairy-free and lactose intolerant people with fructose intolerance. Um, so there's so many different dietaries and you need to learn to be able to cook all of those people. And they could be all here at one group of 20, 20 guests and they could all have six different dietaries. So rather than cook everybody a different, I'll just make sure that I do some research 
to create a meal that is, if, if it's paddock to plate, you're safe. You know, if yeah. you don't use any of those processed foods, you're safe. So yeah. it can be quite easy. It was hard to start with, but that's where I've learned a lot, you know, in those different dietaries and different requests from people. And it could be last minute. So yeah. it could be you could have a dinner prepared for 16 people and then all of a sudden they want something else. So you've got to think on your feet and be able to come up with something. But if it's whole foods, you're safe. You can, yeah. you can create something really easily, really fast. So you were quite thrown in the deep end then, but um, on a personal level um, and on a health um, side of things, what have you noticed in people and yourself with changing to these sorts of meals and using predominantly whole foods? Um, I think the biggest notice is people, you'll, you'll, you'll plate a meal and people won't necessarily eat as much as if, if it wasn't as good a quality food. Yeah. Um, they won't eat as much, I guess, because they're eating more carbohydrates, they're eating more fats that are bad fats, essentially, and they fill them up more. Whereas if they're eating, um, you know, whole cuts of, of organic grass-fed meat, I don't know if the protein content is higher, but they tend to be fuller off less, and they don't feel sludgy, they don't feel um, exhausted like they want to be in a food coma. They feel good, and they want to get out and have a game of tennis after lunch. Yeah. And then they look forward to the next meal, not like, oh, I'm so full, I can't have another meal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a big difference. And I've had people here that have been like, I'm a big eater and I can't physically eat anymore. The food's been so good and so healthy. Like you can see the veggies, you know, are cooked crisp. They're not cooked and boiled, you know, like our old Nana veg, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the nutrients mm. in them and they've, they've got all those beautiful colours and minerals and that's, I think that shows a lot. And you can see it in the guests. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. And um, we talked about this with Alessandro last fortnight um, about, you know, the fact that we, we, you know, some people focus too much on quantity as opposed to quality of food. Oh. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you sit down to a meal, whether it's just an everyday weekday lunch, you should be able to appreciate the food that's in front of you, take your time to consume it as opposed to stuffing your face with anything you can get your hands on because it's pretty crap quality, you're not getting any nutrients from it and therefore, you know, you're left hungry and unsatisfied. And I think also um, if people did more of that, they would actually find that eating good quality food and buying, you know, free-range meats and grass-fed meats and local seasonal produce that is fresh as opposed to, you know, shipped from America and frozen for six months is actually really affordable when you're just eating what your body needs as opposed to over-consuming, coating everything in copious amounts of sauces and that sort of thing. Like, I really don't think it is expensive to make good, healthy choices, buy good quality cuts of... um, protein um and you know stick to fresh ingredients because you know the things that people are spending their money on from a household budget perspective are condiments crappy sauces um you know fillers essentially that Mm. are bad for their health and they're not using fresh fresh produce with real real flavor and spices and herbs which last forever to add flavor to their their meals Mm. Yeah, and you know, like it's, I say to a lot of people, you should never shop on the inside lanes of the supermarket. You should always shop from the outside. 
Yes. So don't go down those aisles because that's where all the processed stuff is, all the jarred stuff, all the MSGs, all the sugar, you know, like, that's, so that, yeah. avoid that. Great, great tip, uh, Lisa. So um, I guess the next thing, because we live in such a convenience sort of world and culture, um, you know, we it's almost like we just have to adapt to that. And we can certainly make healthier choices when going out to restaurants and eating out. But what do you see, uh, being a chef, what do you see as being the biggest downfall in restaurants and commercial cooking? Like why aren't restaurants these days appreciating that whole food approach or you know really focusing on that nutrition side of things um i think that's a tough one and it can change so much because there are so many good cafes and restaurants around that um do try exceptionally hard you know to to promote free-range produce organic produce on their menus um i think a lot more of the little cafes nowadays uh, especially up here in Noosa, like everybody tries really hard, and yeah. there is a good, um, a good sense of local produce being used. Yeah. But then, you know, that's probably only fifty percent, and the other fifty percent are maybe um, struggling to pay rent so that they have to keep their food costs down, and they're not aware of um, what our bodies need as far as nutrition goes and vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So without being aware of that, they they don't care. You know, that's yeah. just it's a meat product. That's what it's here for. It's it's nothing else but food. You taste it, you eat it, you carry on, you do the same thing the next day. Whereas I think without the awareness and that's yeah. obviously, you know, probably what chefs are not getting. Like we get yeah. taught um, about French term, French cooking terminology yeah. or the different methods of cookery, cookery and yeah. um, you don't sort of get taught into that. But I think it could, with a bit of awareness, I think it could definitely change. Yeah. But, yeah, I think maybe it's just more so focus on um, what what people are paying, what rents and stuff they're paying in their in their buildings and yeah. public holiday rates that they have to pay staff, all that comes yeah. into account. And food's very hard to make money on, I think. Uh-huh. I'm not a restaurant owner myself, but I think it's very hard to make money. You make a lot on alcohol. Yeah. So if you've got a cafe with no bar, it would be very challenging for them to, to stay afloat. So you know, they would be buying those cheaper cuts of meat and um, bulk lots of vegetables and uh, fruit and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, well, essentially it's almost like a lack of education on, like, the chef training, do you think? Like, I know we've had this conversation before as well where, like, um, you didn't know a lot of the stuff that you know now that you've learned at Make Peace um, through your apprenticeship and your training. Is that right? As far as health, so as far as um, your knowledge on nutrition, do you yeah. think most chefs get that level of understanding that you've got now? Um, yeah, I think the the more understanding that I've received is more so from like you girls and from Emma, my wife. Like being around that environment, those people that really care and have learnt everything about nutrition, I've learnt more from from you girls than I have from, you know, being taught from other people. So in the industry, I've, I've taught myself, like, recipes that I might make, like any cake or sweet that I make, I always halve the sugar. If I have a recipe now, I always shove, halve the sugar. So there's only a few things that you can't make that I've found, um, pavlovas, meringues, toffee, yeah. that you have to have the full quantities of sugar in. Yeah. But 
if you're making a cake, you don't have to pour the sugar in. You don't have to put any of the sugar in. Yeah. You can replace it with rice malt syrup or honey or anything you like, really. But yeah. um, I guess, yeah, all, all of my what I've learned is, is from you girls and from experiencing new recipes myself. Yeah. So, you know, it's really highlighting how much um, knowledge is power, isn't it? So if you can educate yourself, whether you're a chef, whether you're a mum, whether... You're, you know, you're a health professional, no matter what walk of life you come from. But if you, you know, are willing to educate yourself, you can make better decisions. Yeah. And I think also, thankfully, we are moving away from, like, a, being a society that's obsessed with labels. So, you know, we talked before with Alessandro last fortnight about, um, like, he was talking about using his cheese just with a bit of fresh tomato and basil. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, that's actually a really nice little snack. Yeah. But most people would go, oh, I couldn't have that yeah. because I don't know what protein's in there. I don't know what fat's in there. You know, um, I don't know if it's good for me or not. So they'll go and pick up a protein bar in a supermarket because it has a label on it. And thankfully, we're starting to recognize that fresh food is really, um, like, just... You know, fresh food is the best thing for us and it should be... Simple. Simple yeah. and it should be whole and it should be less obsession about what chemicals are in it to make it a certain level of protein or fat and just whole foods like our bodies are used to using. Yeah, yeah. And I often think um, as well, like you think of our grandparents. Like my, my nan and my pop, they used to have beehives. They used to have a massive um, fruit and veggie garden. So they used to get all their veggies from their garden every night as they needed it. And, you know, they didn't they didn't have to go to the shop unless they'd buy meat or they'd buy a whole beast and they'd break it down and then they'd use it and put it in the freezer and get out what they needed, you know, for, for a few days at a time. They Nothing was too excessive, you know. I think we eat way too much. Our portion sizes are way too big. We don't need it. And it's just going to hurt us later on. Like, I guess medical bills and all that, like you, if you look down the line, it's going to – do you buy organic produce now or do you spend less money and then put, you know, that extra $10,000 into your health and hospitals later, you know? Like we have so much trouble yeah, with finding doctors and things to fix diseases that are caused by bad diet. Or do you choose – Make better choices. Exactly. It's like a health insurance, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. Like do you choose um, – you know, whole food diet or do you choose crap and save money but then go and buy a 24-pack of Coke every week? Like, it's a direct contraindication. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. And even on that level, like you were saying, Lisa, it's, you know, do you decide to spend that little bit of extra on really good, wholesome food and then have to expend that or, or choose, you know, the cheaper options, the quick options, but then have to expend that money later when you're getting sick all the time or, you know. Um, I think there's, yeah, it's you have to look at it like that, like, you know, what are the risks and benefits almost, a yeah. risk assessment. <laughs> yeah, or do you want to hit 55 or 60, retire and then get sick and die? Or, you know, have a have an illness that you can't fix and the rest of your life that you spend retired that you're supposed to enjoy, you're yeah. bedridden or you're in hospital all the time. Like, why not 
look after yourself now and prolong your life and enjoy it later when you do retire, you know? That's what we work for. And we talked about um, convenience food before and how, you know, we are a bit of a convenient society. But at the end of the day, if you're using fresh food that has good flavor, you can throw meals together in 10, 15 minutes. And Jess and I always talk about, you know, bulk cooking, plating up a couple of meals, you know, plating up lunches for the next couple of days. Like, we don't have to complicate food. We don't have to cook, you know... um, Gordon Ramsay style meals every night, you know, throw a good quality protein on the plate with some lightly stir fried veggies and some yeah. fresh olive oil, and yeah. like you've got flavor if it's good quality without adding yeah. any other rubbish, mm. and it's done so quickly. Um, that's probably a good place, Lisa, yeah. for you to maybe, you know, um, obviously some of our listeners aren't chefs, um, <laughs> most of them probably aren't. You know, what are some of your really I guess food hacks, like simple ideas to kind of maybe bring a bit more flavour to the table, but also, you know, be healthy. And easy, quite simple. Yeah, well, some of the some of the favourite meals that me and Em have of the night are just like, um, we'll have a piece of crispy skin salmon. So see it on the grill, you've got one pan and then another pot with some boiling water and some broccoli. Squeeze a little bit of lemon juice over top of it, olive oil, salt and pepper. Beautiful. Yeah. Pretty much... I'm a massive fan of salt and pepper, like yeah. white pepper especially. Like pepper, I reckon that's one of my nana's secrets. So white pepper, I okay, that. interesting. You know yeah. yeah, I agree. And actually, it's funny. People have this concept misconception that oh, I can't have salt, and it's like, have you looked at a tin of food and the sodium content in it? We're talking yeah. thousands of milligrams. Adding some pure, unadulterated, unbleached sea salt to your food isn't the same thing you know you can add some salt and pepper to your yeah. food you get an enormous burst of flavor and it's not bad for your health like yeah it's not like going to mcdonald's and ordering a hamburger which would have so much sodium in it and yes that's probably going to give you high blood pressure so yeah. yeah i agree simple things like adding just salt and pepper and some good quality olive oil and a bit of lemon juice yeah. like that's a meal yeah beautiful what else, Lisa? What else? You've got, you've got no washing up, you know. You've got, like, yeah. two little things to wash up. There's not much in that as well. Um, another thing is, like, baked sweet potatoes. So instead yeah. of potatoes, use a sweet potato, roast it, or pumpkin, um, or eggplant, or zucchini. Whole. Just roast, roast it Roast it whole. No, it's hot. And they'll, yeah, just whole, and they'll start to caramelise. It, it, it'll take you an hour, but if you're home at work at five, put it in the oven, you know, and go and have a shower or get your kids ready and then come back and then just stir fry up some onions or whatever veg you've got in the pan, in the crisper, just fry them all up and pour it over top. Put a little bit of butter on your potato. The sweet potato stays a lot moister yeah. than, you know, than a normal potato, so you don't need to put as much on it. But same, like, if you want cheese, then everybody's got cheese in their cupboard, haven't they? Yeah. So yeah. cheese and fried onions and then some, some veggies on top. Or or if you haven't, you know, your, your corn or... Even veggies, if people buy veggies and have them in the freezer, like you can, you can use anything as long as you're getting something, something with a little nutrition, rather than going to McDonald's or yeah, going to those horrible places that yeah. people depend on so much. It's funny. Think, yeah, sorry, Lisa, go on. Yeah, I think if you know, you know, like McDonald's and KFC, if you know how they how they factory farm the meats and things from there, and you've seen it, you wouldn't go there again. It's well, terrible. That's, that is a whole other 
thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny yeah. how, um, like, you know, you can take a vegetable and you can really do it three different ways and get completely different flavour. Like, uh, yeah. um, you know, like... You can really roast anything. You can roast broccoli. You can roast cauliflower, oh God, and it's totally roasted. different to steaming it. And yeah. then you can stir fry it. One of my like favorite things at the moment, which is so random, is roasted onion. Like oh. white, brown onion, and red onion. You get two completely different flavors. But you know, you can do trays, like multiple trays of you know different types of potatoes, pumpkin. Yeah. Um, onions bit of garlic um you know zucchini carrot chuck it in the oven 10 minutes to chop it up and you've got your beautiful side to a protein for yeah. dinner and you've probably got enough to make you know salads for lunches for a oh, few yeah. days and yeah. then chuck some pesto in it or something and yeah oh, easy you yeah. know um, and we get so much flavor and also so much medicinal value just from using fresh herbs as well which is awesome yeah. um yeah. Jess, do you have any, like, food hacks that you kind of find yourself doing over and over again? Oh, well, I do like the the old roast veg bulk cook-up. Um, I've been getting into, actually, lately um, doing the roasted veg but then mashing it. I learnt this from um, Jess Cox, a big inspo of mine. But just mashing the veggies together, roasted, and actually just throwing in, like, some herbs. So whether it be rosemary or sage was a nice one. Dried or fresh, look, let's not get complicated. But, you know, and then the salt and pepper and having it as a mash, it is so delicious. So, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I bet, Lisa, what else have you got to share? Oh, God, Jess, you could do that and then you could, like, shape it into a burger and fry it oh. and then have, like, Burger, you know, Yum. So, egg. like, put put an egg in it so it yeah. it binds, and then and even some yep. chickpeas to get some vegetarian protein. Yeah. In there. and boom, you've got yourself a veggie patty. Hey, I really wish we hadn't done this podcast. I'm re- on a hungry stomach because <laughs> it's been quite um, challenging on that level. Um, okay, Lisa, we also wanted to ask you. You know, if people are sort of um, you know, interested in making healthier choices when they're eating out as well, what sort of things should they be looking out for on a menu, like when they're going to a restaurant, just to sort of make sure that their food is kind of of good quality, I suppose, and they're putting their money where they want to actually support? Yeah. Um, the biggest one for me, and this is my personal views, is I don't eat anything that's factory farmed. I won't eat any meats that are factory farmed. So for me, it has to be free range on the menu at yeah. least. And do, do restaurants um, always and di- I... disclose this? Sorry, do restaurants always disclose that information? I think more, more now it's more becoming of, of restaurants to have on the menu free range eggs yeah. um, or, or free range bacon or nitrate free bacon. Yeah mainly those things like your eggs and bacon and chicken um pork you know pork's one of our biggest factory farm meats in the world yeah. unfortunately like i think 60 percent of it might come out of australia which is really sad and the rest out of like germany denmark area mm. um, but there are a lot of beautiful you know beautiful farms that that don't factory farm and up here in noosa there's a lot on the menu that do say free range or you know they'll, they'll specify rotavale pork which is a beautiful supplier um so, yeah, I look for on a menu uh, the free-range eggs because then, again, you think eggs are in everything. Yeah, so that's true. If you're getting 
a piece of cheesecake or you're getting an aioli that's homemade, are those eggs caged? Yeah. You know, is oil good quality? So those sort of things I think about, but that's because I make them with those good quality ingredients, so yeah. that's what I look out for. Um, um, what else? Um, I usually I usually stay away from pork and chicken because of that free range, you know, usually it's not free range, so I'll, I'll stick to vegetarian or seafood, depending on your local areas as well, where are you, are you close to the water? Yeah. It's going to be fresh, you know, yeah. seafood that the restaurant's more than likely going to have. Um, I'd also stay away from, you know, like depending on your health and what, what kind of um, situation you're in, whether, you know, you might have diabetes or you want to stay away from the foods that might be sweeter, like a lot of things have these sticky, sweet, you know, beef ribs or yeah, yeah. stock caramels and things like that. Like, you know, you'd want to avoid those and mm. you'd want to go to a, a curry that might be made from coconut milk, you know, and mm. fresh ground spices and ginger and turmeric and mm. coriander and things like that, wow. shallots. And what you're really talking about is just, like, I think we probably, you know, this is obviously a deeper conversation, but just... On a society level, like people are very quick to sort of go, oh, it's not really my problem. What difference can I make? But you kind of can make a big difference. Like you can do things every day and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to become a vegan or something like that. But, you know, you can just every you're just every person's decision every day, what they put in their mouth, you know, how they treat their recycling how they treat their waste if we were all at least mildly conscious of that we'd probably collective collectively make a really big difference you know like um and and that's just you know what you've just said in terms of being conscious of where you put you know where you might dine and what food choices you might make when you're out that's just a moral decision that you've made and it's contributing on a larger level but unfortunately yeah. a lot of people don't really think like that mm. on the level that hey i can make a difference and i can actually reduce my footprint um yeah. actually lisa one um we're probably getting close to wrapping up but um obviously you live with a vegetarian emma's a vegetarian She's so vegetarian. yeah so you know maybe um i think there's this misconception that you're either a veg i mean yeah okay you are either a vegetarian or a meat eater but i suppose you know um we need to encourage people that like you can you can you don't have to have meat with every meal no. like you know you can have 50% of your meals with vegetarian protein so maybe being a chef you could give us some really quick ideas about how you or what sort of vegetarian protein options that you use on a regular basis yeah um so vegetarian wise I'll use a lot of halloumi um, and a lot of lentils, chickpeas, quinoas, brown rices, that sort of thing with different nuts and seeds. So combining, you know, your nuts and seeds completes a protein. So I'll always incorporate that when I've got uh, vegetarians or vegans around. Okay. Uh, otherwise, things like tempeh. I use a lot of tempeh. You okay. You do different marinades on that as well. So um, sorry, can we go back to the nuts and seeds thing? Would you do like nuts and seeds with quinoa in a salad or something like that? Or Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or um, what else I like, yeah, um, heaps of legumes, you know, heaps of different legumes, but I might make a mix and sort of make a tabbouleh as well and then have the nuts and seeds through that as well. So, like, you might have, um, depending if they're gluten-free, you might have quinoa or you might have barley or frika or cracked wheat or, you know, there's probably 10 or 15 different different um, grains and seeds and legumes that you can use and, and make a good mix and you've got 
sunflower seeds and pepitas and poppy seeds. And, and they're so inexpensive, those yeah. seeds as well, you know. Yeah. I and, love seeds. And fun to experiment with, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so much flavour. And then you can use all of those and grind them up and make a paste, like a curry paste or... You know, and just put some onions and ginger and chili in with it. Yeah, or so, you could then take them with some fresh herbs and some olive oil and you've got a pesto. Like, yeah. Yep, um, absolutely. I mean, whole food cooking is, like, really simple. Yeah. <laughs> and even, even, you know, like, you don't have to use the dried chickpeas. You can buy the good organic cans of chickpeas. Like, they're $1.20. They're exactly, nothing. Yeah. yeah. So Open, right. Put them with a heap of spinach, cut some roast and sweet potato, Put some olive oil and lemon zest in there, like, you're done. It's, yeah. Yeah. It can be really simple. So if you want to be lazy about it, then do it. It's still easy. Exactly. Yeah. And it, But the thing is, there is this hole, and I see it in practice as well. Like, sometimes I think to myself, gosh, this person doesn't need a consult. They need a cooking class. Yes. Like, and honestly, they probably need a cooking class from somebody, like, unqualified, like, who's yeah. literally, like, me hanging out in the kitchen. Look, this is what I do. I just chuck it in there yeah. because... Not many people, unfortunately, anymore grow up in families like I grew up with a mum who cooks everything from scratch. Yep. Obviously, Jess, you've inherited yeah. your, you know, you just know. You're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, cool. I'll just chuck that with yeah. that. And then, cool, dinner's yep. done in 10 minutes and it's relatively yep. tasty. It may not look like it's a Michelin hat restaurant quality meal, but it, it tastes doesn't. damn good and it's good for you. Yeah. So there's a bit of a hole in the, a gap in the marketplace there. Maybe you could explore it for your next venture, Lisa. <laughs> we'll send some clients your yeah. way and you can teach them about <laughs> really simple cooking and how to combine flavours to get a yep. fast meal on the plate. Yeah. Yep. And look, just to go back to like I work for some amazing people here at Make Peace. Um, like as you guys know, Richard Branson, you know, he's 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 huge. So um he, he said to us many a times, if 10% of the world stopped eating beef, we could stop global warming. Wow. That's, that's huge. So we only have to minimise what we eat as far yeah. as beef goes. You know, like, and we could stop global warming. That is huge. Very, like I know very huge. Is a lot, but but yeah. that is, um, that's impressive. So I follow that as well and try to yeah. really minimise my use of beef and use a lot more lamb and pork yeah. and chicken and fish. Yeah. I think it is like um, we spoke about before, it's gaining that knowledge that that awareness around it and also asking questions so you know um when when you're out at a restaurant and you want to know something don't be afraid to ask the waiter or the chef or whatever yeah. about the produce you yeah know? and then you create awareness so they're exactly. aware oh that person asked for free-range or organic eggs do we have them yeah. oh i don't know i better Should go we and get ask. them yeah. like you know is yeah. That, yeah 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 oh my god we've three people asked that this week that's three clients that we've lost yeah are we gonna make money let's Let's get free exactly. range eggs. So, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, I love that point, actually, Lisa, that even asking the question is literally sparking that flame, yep. even though it's not on a nutritional level, even if it is for the money or the marketing side of things. But at least, you know, it's making a difference somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look, there's another restaurant that I used to work at down down here in Noosa, and they never used to use any free range products. <clears throat> yeah. Me being there, and I used, to, I used to joke and laugh about it. No, I'm not going to eat staff meal tonight because... The chicken's not free range. Yeah. And, you know, they they realised and now it's written on their menu that they use all the free range. They use free oh, range pork and chicken. They wow. use free range eggs. So, and that's a restaurant that seats 200 people, probably takes 400 sittings a day and that is massive. Have so a you, look. those amount of people. 
that's, making a big difference. That's just amazing, that one Lisa. Restaurant. See what, a, what an impact you can have, right? And the more you share it, the more people are, um, the more people. Oh, sorry, yeah, the more people are willing to recognise, actually, yeah, I will pay the yeah. extra 2 or 3 or $4 yeah. to have better quality food because it's going to make a difference long term. Yep. Yeah. And then the thing is, they can mark that up on their menu. You yeah. know, free-range produce, locally sourced. Okay, yeah. I'm going to put that extra 2 or $3 that I've spent on the menu. Like, people will pay that because they want to eat that better quality. Exactly. It's like the last time we all went out for a group dinner, remember, we went out to that Indian restaurant and they literally had two menus. And it was like, yep. if you want the menu with organic lamb and free-range yeah, chicken, that's right. it's $4 extra a meal. And it's like, well, it's a no-brainer. Like, you know, it's 4 bucks. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll live. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Lisa, um, you've given us some really good insight into whole food cooking and some really nice um, meal inspos, but where can our listeners find more about you? Have you got an Instagram page or something where we can keep yeah. keep inspiring people? Yeah, so I'm Chef Lisa Ma, and Ma's spelled M-A-H-A-R. Um, yeah. I'm on Instagram, and I, I do post um, only the best. It goes on there on my page. <laughs> so there's a lot of – and there's a lot of um, – also info of where we've sourced our food as well um, through the local butchers and, and local farmers markets that are up here as well. So you've a little bit of info on my posts. Okay, awesome. All right, so um, make sure you follow Chef Lisa Ma on Instagram for more inspiration and um, whole food cooking ideas and just a reminder about eating ethically and making ethical decisions yeah. with your food. Yeah. Um, so we're going to finish off today with our five core health principles, as usual, just a little reminder to move every day in an enjoyable way, eat whole foods as much as you can, get plenty of sleep, switch off every day, even if it's just for a few minutes and tune into your own body and get to know what works for it and what doesn't because we're all different. Yeah. So, so thanks, thanks, Lisa. Yeah, thank you very much, Lisa. It's been really oh. awesome. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in again to today's episode and we'll be back with one more most likely in this series of Paddock to Plate and we'll, um, we'll chat to you guys in a fortnight. Bye.